This is episode 121, where I discuss my favorite lessons, ideas, and principles from the podcast in 2019. Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Other Holidays, and Upcoming New Year. It's a very exciting time of year. I absolutely love the beginning of a new year because it's a time to reflect on what we've done well, what we can improve, and what we can do differently in 2020. I'm coming off of a fun family Christmas with my wife's family in Pennsylvania, where we had 19 people staying in one house. Sleep was definitely at a premium. My family of five was actually staying in my wife's childhood bedroom, but the eggnog was flowing, and I used all that time to disconnect. You might have noticed I was mostly absent from social media and recharge for January because I have some big things planned. We'll be announcing our annual focus on the Strength Running blog in about a week or so, and a few weeks after that, a special announcement about a new coaching program that I'm really excited about. I haven't done something like this in over six years, so if you want to be the first to hear about it, be sure to head over to strengthrunning.com and hop on our email list. Okay, before we get into the lessons and ideas that dominated 2019 on the podcast, I want to encourage you to seriously consider our sponsor, Inside Tracker. This company has taken the running world by storm and grown tremendously over the last couple of years because they do something really valuable. They give you insights into what's actually going on in your body. Here's how it works. They give you an order to go get your blood drawn. From those samples, they test for dozens of biomarkers that tell you if you're under-recovering, over-training, under-fueling, or fighting excessive inflammation. My favorite part is that they don't just hand over a bunch of data. They give you personalized recommendations for how to address any weaknesses that you might have. As they like to say, blood doesn't lie. Go to InsideTracker.com and don't forget that code STRENGTHRUNNING will save you 10% on any test that they offer. Okay, let's review 2019. This was an incredible year for the Strength Running Podcast, and I have you and our guests to thank. If you have shared the pod with your running group, left a rating or review in Apple Music, or supported our sponsors, I want to thank you for making all of this possible. In 2019, we hit 1 million downloads for the podcast. We've already surpassed 1.5 million and are quickly en route to 2 million downloads. These are surreal numbers to me, but of course, they're all because of you. So today, I want to share some things that really stuck out to me from this past year of the podcast. So our first lesson here is I really love helping runners with their training. Now, <laughs> you've probably guessed this considering it's what I do professionally, but there are very few subjects that interest me more. Hearing how a runner is training, analyzing their workouts, and looking for ways to optimize their work is intellectually intoxicating for me. And I'm doing even more of it now with our coaching call segments. These episodes are fun, they're practical for the person I'm speaking to, but also for our listeners. In fact, it's one of the episode types that you most asked for in our podcast survey that I released last summer. I'll definitely be planning on more of these in the future because they're to the point and they directly address a very specific problem that you might be having with your running. A few of my favorite examples include episode 119 about training changes as you become a master's runner, episode 110 about race strategy, 
and episode 106 about transitioning to longer distances if you've always focused on shorter races. Connecting with members of the strength running community helps me not just become a better coach, but develop better coaching material for you. These conversations give me insights and ideas for even more podcast episodes, videos on YouTube, and training programs to help you get closer to your running goals. So expect more of these episodes. Expect me to continue doing them. So if I put out a call for folks who are interested to come on the podcast, whether that's on my Instagram page or in our team strength running community, be on the lookout for those announcements. Okay, lesson number two is all about the training. After so many interviews with Olympians, world-class mountain runners, pro ultra marathoners and trail runners, regular runners like us, and the support networks around these people, the physical therapists, the sports psychologists, and other coaches who help them get to peak performance, the value of the fundamentals is constantly reinforced. The basics often get glossed over, but they're the foundation. This base of competency helps you improve, progress, and achieve more of your goals. So what are these fundamentals? First, run a lot. Very, 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 very few runners are ever going to consistently improve on low-volume training. Forget the idea that you can run less and still get faster. We don't expect to work less and make more money, or study less and get better grades, or lift less weight and gain bigger muscles. So why should this apply to our running? It's incredibly telling that no elite runner runs low mileage. While we can't hit the same mileage levels as the pros in most cases, the lesson to run more is incredibly valuable. Okay, fundamental number two here is to get strong. There are so many ways of doing this. You can do some weightlifting in the gym. Very high mileage and hill workouts will also get you quite strong. And lots of body weight strength exercises. Now, I actually recommend that you adopt the yes and yes, or more simply, both mentality. It's not about choosing. It's about intelligently using all of these training methods to get stronger. It's like what previous podcast guest and strength coach Randy Hauer told us. There are no weak, fast runners. Fundamental number three is to work on your speed frequently and consistently. After all, you'll never race fast if you don't occasionally train fast. That means at least one faster workout most weeks of the year and regular strides or hill sprints. You don't have to run hard to run fast, but you do need to run fast regularly to make it a habit to reinforce good form, and to build the coordination that harder workouts demand. Finally, fundamental number four is to love the process. Instead of running for time or place or weight loss or because you think you have to, run because you love it. Run because you enjoy the process of training, and that love, that passion, will carry you through decades of running adventures. Okay, let's move on to lesson number three. Failure is common and even necessary for success. Listen to any episode with a pro athlete here on the podcast, and you'll soon recognize that more failures equate to bigger successes. These are at-bats, and they give you the opportunity to do something special. If you've never gotten injured, you're probably not training hard enough. If you've never had an epic slowdown and hit the wall at the end of a race, you probably weren't racing hard enough. If you've never had a DNF next to your name in a race or fallen incredibly short of your expectations, then you haven't learned as much about yourself as the runner next to you. Let's all embrace failure. 
rebrand those shortcomings as learning opportunities and use them to, to become smarter, better runners. Here I'll recommend you go back and listen to episode 39. I interviewed six elite runners about their failures. Runners like Nick Simmons, Mike Wardian, Brandy Erholtz, Devin Yanko, Travis Macy, and Alexi Pappas. They talked about their biggest failures, what they learned, and whether their approach to failure has changed over time. And I think it's incredibly valued to listen to the best runners in the world talk about how they think about what happens to all of us, because we all fail from time to time. It's normal, it happens, and there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, let's move on to lesson number four. Something that's become very clear to me from interviewing so many elite athletes is that they don't just train their body, they train their mind as well. You might have noticed during my conversation with Kate Grace this year that she mentions a sports psychologist. It's telling that even the best runners in the world get help with their mindset. A big performance, whether that's for an Olympic medal or just a PR at your local 5K, becomes a lot easier when you're confident, focused, and mentally tough. And I think we should all place more emphasis on these sports psych concepts because they can help you push back against that little voice that says, slow down, this hurts, settle, and all of those other negative ideas that creep into your head during a race or a tough workout. The strategies that pro runners use to help calm their anxiety when they step onto the track in a huge stadium packed with tens of thousands of fans, or to give them a mental toughness edge when competing against the East Africans, or the confidence just to believe in themselves that they belong on the course too, can supercharge a regular runner's mindset. I can't wait to talk more about these ideas in 2020 because I truly believe that the next frontier in reaching peak performance is in mastering our mindset. Finally, lesson number five from this year of podcasting. I appreciate you. Your feedback helps make this show what it is today. I read every single email that lands in my inbox, every review left in iTunes, and every social media message that I receive. Thanks for leaving reviews of the show, occasionally taking my surveys, and emailing me with your suggestions. Just in the last year, we've made a lot of improvements from doing more coaching call episodes, like I mentioned before, installing sound dampening panels to boost the sound quality of the show, and changes to how the show is edited. We're not done, though, so expect even more big things from the show in 2020. But, you know, what struck me most was that, for the most part, despite me saying, let's dive in, maybe a little too often, you like what we're doing here, from the length of the episodes to the guest selection to the format of the episodes, you appreciate the podcast. So I won't be changing too much around here, except potentially releasing even more episodes. As we wrap this final conversation of 2019, I want to thank you again for being part of this community and for taking action to improve your training. Running is not a spectacular